Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Shed Fleet. Kale, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajux. Who wants to give us a recap of what happened last time? Uh, we, sh we shopped and we leveled up. Yeah, did anything happen? We had a we dream on a lot. Oh, I became a motivational speaker. Yes, that's great. That was that was the, one of the things that happened. Yeah, we I choose to go to the dwarven of... kingdoms not because it is easy, but because oh, Falrock's girlfriend is there. I, yep. I did not realize how much this would hurt me, you being a motivational speaker, but this, it, it this does, is deeply the painful. exact opposite of hurt you, in fact. Ask not what Tarajux can do for you, but what you can do for your Tarajux. It's, this is deeply painful to me. But you gain hit points for it. I, I does not. No, I'm not talking Fall Rock. I'm not talking about in game. No, no, no. Some of you may die, but that is a risk I am willing to take. Um, yeah, so last episode was mostly uh, just sort of messing around, talking about new features, shopping, etc. I'm about two weeks past in-game, and you bought a bunch of stuff, uh, honed your new abilities, etc. ad nauseum. Uh, so you find yourself still on Hopstonopolis, and... Uh, you can hang around and take jobs. You can leave if you so choose. These are all things that are available for you to do. All right. Well, I gather everyone around at the breakfast table because that's a thing we do now. Uh, <laughs> we all eat breakfast together. When? <laughs> since Aww. when? Since since the interlude. So the two weeks in Hopstonopolis, we've really yeah. grown. Yeah. I've, Every I morning, been, I have really not been eating at family. I, I've been eating at everywhere but the tree show. Falrock, you're tearing this family apart. All the <laughs> that was literally part of the montage. Like I went and had all the spicy. Okay, look, possible. you can work down all like... the meatballs you want for lunch and dinner, but breakfast is family time. Terajux is like waving a spatula at him wearing an apron. Yeah. Desmond's like sitting at the table with glasses and an upside down newspaper <laughs> drinking a beer. The apron, the apron says electrocute the cook. No, it says disintegrate the cook. <laughs> there we go. Excuse you. you. You don't understand the depths of the mega beef bowl. In order to finish this bowl, you have to have understanding of your limits. The knowledge to control your pace. Balrog, the courage all I'm hearing to face the unrelenting tide of beef! Atlas is going to strike us for copyright. Sit down and, and eat your fucking pancakes. <laughs> Terrajux makes you a beef pancake. Yeah. That's fine. Which I believe in most countries is called a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually called a Jux burger, but I'll allow it. I'm sorry. Just between last recording and this one, I realized I didn't have the actual text for the Mega Beef Bowl, and I had to get that out there. I'm done. All right. right. So uh, we're all at the dinner table, the breakfast table, and um, everybody's been served their pancakes. And then you know all what? Right, guys. Before we get into this. Roll for pancakes. It's a. What did you make me roll last time? Survival? I think it was survival. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, here's. Uh, I rolled a 19. So that is. Uh, I don't have my character sheet open. We started without warning. <laughs> uh, come on. PDF load. There we go. Uh, that is going to be a total of 21 on survival. Your pancakes have become excellent. Okay, oh, of carry course. on. Uh, all right, so, fellas, is it, are we sticking around? Like, what, what are we all feeling? Let's go around in a circle, and let's just, like, let's air it all out. Let's get it out there. What's troubling you? Ship counselor Tarjax Heiko. And ship cook Tarjax Heiko and head navigator Tarjax Heiko. They're all here for you. Ched, you first. Well, I would like to go back. Uh, so Ched is Ched feels very out of sorts. Um, 
on this island. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's basically just one big city. There's hardly any um, nature to it that isn't underground, and that oh, doesn't really. We went to the zoo. Remember, you got your yeah, picture we taken to, with those we penguins. Went to the zoo, but that's that's so heartbreaking. <laughs> that's, that's heartbreaking. No, yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Animals should be free. And it's a it's a very strange place for Jed, who was who thought that normal cities on the continent were strange to begin with. Fair. Desmond, Captain, what are your thoughts on the status of Teliferous and her crew? And also go the city. Fight. <laughs> All right. Noted. I want to go pick a fight with something. Okay. Well, there's there's a couple ones that we have on we we do have some fights fall rock don't kill what say you aren't we waiting on the report from the espionage crew on how best to deal with the valor of jux it's gonna be a while okay like, but it does not also seem not the best idea to go back towards the mainland while the valor of jux is about we've already proven we that we can back? evade it like We've specifically designed our ship to evade it. It's not going to be a we, problem. We, I'm sorry. We went around the outside of the continent so that yeah. it wouldn't. That's called evasion. That's okay. a legitimate military tactic. I, I know. It's I'm not just... running away, Fall Rock. It's evasion. I I have no problem running away from it. I Because we can't deal with it right now. That's my point. Yeah, Should and we, we don't not know if it's wait until be... we can deal with it? It could be a month, it could be two months, it could be forever. We don't know. The bureaucracy here turns slow. So I I agree that we need more information, but also they can contact us anywhere. You also would Magic. know that there's um you you would be unlikely to find the valor of Jux outside of Jux. Right? Yeah. So you don't unless we go back and it is literally in the process of burning down Aldrax, in which case, meh. This is, I mean, we don't have to intervene immediately is what I'm saying. We can wait like a week. <laughs> we can let him fire off the mountain disintegrating cannon a couple times. <laughs> but Falrock. That's I don't point. just That's I don't just want to know about what you think about the strategic viability of fighting the Valor of Jux. Falrock, what's in your heart? What does your dwarf heart say? There's this... Falrock's eyes just sort of beef. darken and he just sort of spaces out for a second. And it's like, yeah, nope, don't want to go there. Nope. Alright, well, you know where my counselor's office is if you ever need to. <laughs> Breakfast table's not the place for it. That's all. Thanks. Eats, eats hamburger. <laughs> Jumps burger. Leyland, how you feeling? Well, based on some things I've learned recently, Leyland probably shouldn't stick around here much longer. Yeah, cause... I mean, I like Leyland, I've been meaning to bring this up. I know you go out a lot in the evenings for elf stuff, but there's something loose in the streets called the Night Stalker. I don't know if you've you've heard of this, but yeah, I definitely um, have. I don't think you should be going out alone anymore. Uh, I I was gonna bring this up earlier, but I was in the middle of some other stuff. But I think you should probably have a buddy system now that the Night Stalker is once again feasting on the blood of the living. <laughs> I don't I don't think it was actually attacking anyone, but I I heard otherwise. I heard three people have been attacked by the Night Stalker in the last week. There are several tabloids like on the <laughs> kitchen counter. <laughs> no magazine. Yeah. I, I I really wasn't planning to leave the ship until we decide to get right. out of here, so Okay. Tarajux, what do you think? Thanks for asking, Tarajux. I think the Ornithopter Corps is rad, and I think the gnomes are rad and great, but I'm also wondering if a lot of what's going on here is not necessarily our forte. There's not a lot of direct enemies that we can beat the snot out of with a tree ship and or magical powers. And we can't really do a lot of intrigue around here on account of not being gnomes. <laughs> and it's sort of like, I don't know what we can offer Pannona Humple Bumple at this point that we haven't sort of already offered. Uh, so uh, the bureaucracy seems to be getting away of 
right. getting much accomplished. So if we are going to leave, what I would want to do first um, is, first of all, I still want to see about using the uh, tree ship reactor for magical item disposal. I think that would be a valuable service. Two, I think we should also ask Panona, like, hey, you know, we're we're headed out. Is there anything we can do on our way back to the mainland for you? Like, check in with a survey team or destroy a pirate base or anything like that. And then just, like, be like, hey, if you ever need us for, like, an emergency tree ship carrier strike deep into enemy territory, we're down. Like, we're totally down with that. And just, like, you know, we want to keep that door open because... Not only is it going to be really useful just, you know, having a steady supply of income, but if we ever, like, down the line need Cold Shoulder to step in and provide, like, carrier escort for us, that would be sweet. And I think having those favors is really important. That's the only reason I haven't vouched for leaving already, is I feel like there's so many people here who don't hate us. And I just... I want to hold on to that true. glow a little bit we longer. Usually, we usually don't have the choice of leaving the place. Right. Um, <laughs> I'd like to exercise that freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my point being that I am also in favor of returning to uh, old pastures, but I think we need to do our absolute best to maintain contact with the gnomes and uh, you know keep in touch. Make sure they don't need anything else from us. Offer to undertake perilous missions at their request. I forget. Have we been able to contact Gloria or anyone since we've been here? Um, I think I checked in with Gloria briefly. I can't remember. It was just the once. Yeah. Gotcha. Just didn't know. Maybe we'd want to do that too. To. Uh... So the thing sure that we also learned recently, anything. The thing we also learned recently is that sending messages can be intercepted, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we can use that to our advantage in some ways. But also, it's important to remember that it's the case whenever we are disclosing sensitive information. So I'm happy to check in with Angloria, but I don't want to divulge too much. Also. Um, you know that the gnomes tend not to use sending outside of the city because they don't want people pinpointing its location. Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's, like, I do want to also leave, but I think before we leave, we have a checklist of people that we need to go talk to and be like, hey, we're leaving in a couple days, uh, unless you have something pressing. And I also need to get back in touch with Codename Slicer and... Uh, make sure that we have like a forwarding address set up for when they solve the mystery. So I guess, yeah, maybe let's get back in touch with like Krampernet Quill Shooter. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one Krampernet <laughs> Krampernet Quill Shooter is the personal assistant to right. Mayor Applejack Crumbledown. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. When we've written down more characters than Joe has. I have them written down. I just don't have that session's notes pulled up at the moment. <laughs> um yeah so if you if you send a message to the mayor's office um crampernap will get it okay um yeah i guess i'm not gonna count words because that's for nerds but I, the gist of the message is just hey we're making initial preparations to depart wanted to check in with you and make sure there wasn't any pressing things that we need to debrief or be present for um set up communication question mark question mark uh you get a message back that says um the gist of it is we know you have you've already performed many services for the city we wouldn't dream of imposing on you again etc etc um Method of contact can be arranged. Uh, and runner will drop off something uh, to that effect in the next day or so. All right. So he's got something. That was a polite refusal. Uh, you think so? 
I do. Uh, we would want to impose. It's like, it's a little... He's, he's a little too polite. Right. I think he's got something for us. We just got to press him on it. Ched's got a good point. I'm going to go ahead and send another sending message that <laughs> just says, you're always free to impose, and then a winky smiley face. Oh, no. That's not... That's not how you do that. That's not how you do that. You get back a <laughs> thumbs up emoji. <laughs> What's... It's very All right. Um... I think next sending message we need to do is to, I would say, Second Lieutenant Tippletoe Stalwick. Similar to the previous message, just, hey, checking in. We're making preparations to depart here by the end of the week. Wanted to check in, make sure uh, Pannona didn't have any pressing issues or requests for us. Um, always happy to do more missions at some future date, should you need it, uh, we'll be in touch. Finger pistols and a wink emoji. Uh, <laughs> it's one emoji. <laughs> of, of course it is. Um, you get a message back from her that says, thanks for the offer. Uh, really, all we have for you to do right now would be more scouting stuff. Most people uh, higher ups in the city are concerned with fixing the, the list that was uh induced during your battle with Erky Bafflestone. Probably going to take a couple weeks to get that ironed out. But we Should we go say bye to Erky? You, you don't know where Erky Bafflestone is. That'd yeah. be fun though. Okay. Um God, is there anyone else we need to talk to? I guess like Yeah, I mean I would have liked to create more of a homoerotic pilot rivalry with Zafrab Waggletop, but there just wasn't time for it. <laughs> it's just never enough time. There never is. Uh-huh. I'll send him a sunglasses emoji. Oh, we should... <laughs> he sends back a volleyball emoji. Yes! <laughs> oh, we should also send a message back to... Um the mayor's office offering our magic item disposal services. Oh yeah. I'll or I guess to the scrap. One. I would almost think we could route that through chief engineer Fibblestib Lufalu. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll send that message to him then. Uh, just saying we have uh, the reactor of our ship is also a magic item disposal unit. So if there are any items, which <laughs> could you be, need a thing could be dangerous. Uh, sitting in the scrapyard that need to be uh, removed immediately, we could probably get through quite a bit of backlog before we leave. I'm going to put it like in the next two days. Because I don't want this to just hang around, but I also want to give them time to get rid of stuff. Sure. The message back from Fibblestibluvalu says, thank you for the offer. We recycle all of our uh, magic junk and oddities and old objects that all gets smelted down, the magic siphoned off and recycled. So while okay. we appreciate your offer, uh, it would be a net loss for Hopstonopolis, which we are trying to keep as closed a system as possible. Totally understood. It's worth a shot. Right. Okay, well, um... So yeah, everybody do your thing for two days. Uh, I wonder if we're allowed Whoa. to access the cloud. No. How long, how long are we? I, think we kinda, like, how long yeah. our... I don't think they want us near the cloud. Anymore. I think it's going to be like a year before yeah, they let I, us near the cloud. They didn't tell us how long the ban was. True. Yeah, I suppose we could inquire. Is there a reason you want to? or? I mean, we've got... It's it's like having access. It's like suddenly having access to the internet in an age where you didn't know the internet existed. Yeah. Except we we can't really access he's, it. He's a twelve year old Eric Cochran discovering porn for the first time. What? Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, but. But it would all be gnomish pornography. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're moving on. <laughs> no, no, that, that pause was just long enough for everybody to consider the implications. We can leave now. Yeah, nope, we're moving on. 
pyrotechnics. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, if there's if there's no if they're not going to use the services at all, I don't see why we need to stay another two days. You know. Well, that was mostly just to say like, yo, in yeah. the next couple of days, this is how long we have. Well, we're expecting a runner from uh the yeah. mayor's office and oh right uh a runner shows up like six hours later additionally i have to go do some espionage excuse me yep so i go into the city um i pick a seemingly random bench i have a cup of earl gray tea in one hand i'm holding it with three fingers pinky curled in Ooh. um <clears throat> I turn to the pigeon that is sitting nearby on the bench, and I comment on how the weather has been surprisingly balmy lately for a blue spring. And then um, I stand up and walk away, and I've left a envelope tucked underneath the bench where Slicer can find it. <laughs> and what's in the envelope? Um, it is literally just like, hey, we're leaving in a couple days. Um, you know, if if you discover any breakthroughs in the uh, in the quote unquote ice cream recipe, uh, you know, please uh, have plans in place to forward this information or safe keep it for our return. Uh, you know where to find me. And then it's like it's like the black hand that um, the what's that guild in Skyrim I'm drawing up the Brotherhood. Blank. Yeah, the Brotherhood. It's like that, but instead of a hand, it's like a, a finger pistol. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, yeah, so when you get back, um, a runner has already been and gone. I don't know who wants to... Who among the rest of the party would be at the door to collect uh, the runner's message? Statistically, Basil and Ivy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I said I wasn't going to leave, so I could be there, too. And the runner's about to deposit the box, and he just goes, oh, the Night Stalker! And he just runs, <laughs> runs away. <laughs> no, uh, the pictures of the Night Stalker that you've seen, um, they often vary between, like, basically Bigfoot, but with black fur, and um, basically some kind of slime. Yeah, and that's because the Dear Night Stalker Lord. exists partially on the psychomagnetic spectrum. Um, you can read all about it. I have a great book that um, I think a lot of you should read. It's yeah, really opened sure. my mind to the possibilities of, you know, the extra planar among us. Calm down there, Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Basil and Ivy, um, Ivy comes up to the tree ship. A couple, like six hours after you originally um, sent the message to the mayor's office while Terra Jux is out doing corporate espionage. Um, and she's like, This message came for you. And she hands, I guess, Leolin would be nearest um, the envelope. And inside you can see that there is um, a, a, sh a short message and a. Uh, like a ceramic tile that's about three inches on a side it's square um, that is marked with the symbol of Hopstonopolis, which is a large gear with a city, like a very simple stylistic city in the middle. Huh. Um, and there's a message and it reads this, uh, this tile emanates a faint magic aura detectable only to gnomes in possession of a matching master tile. Uh, so if any gnomes on your continent have messages from Hopsinopolis, they will oh, be able to that's reach you cool. in this fashion. Oh, and that's pretty awesome. On the back of the note, um, there is a different set of handwriting <laughs> <laughs> that says... Uh, the members of the Hopstonopolis uh, intelligence agency are also able to find these these tiles. And yours have been inscribed with a special rune invisible to the naked eye that will uh, single you out to our agents as well. And it's signed with just an S. Cool. Right. 
and the second half makes no sense to you. Yeah. And it's like, as people are reading it, um, I like bump into Fall Rock and spill some ink on it. I'm like, oh no, the message is obscured forever. <laughs> You're not there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess we would probably have to end up going to Jux, though, to find any of those intelligence officers. Well, why? Travel. We know there's gnomes in the Dwarven Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's going to be gnomes, I would wager, basically everywhere, even in Aldrax. They're just, like, masquerading as very small humans. <laughs> Three gnomes in a trench coat. <laughs> exactly! Three gnomes in a steam-powered trench coat. What? <laughs> why does it... No, you know what? It's fine. This is fine. Lord. I think then, in the absence of all other pressing matters, it is time for Teliferous to take flight. Let's do it. Load up. Uh, get your last beef meal or assorted... Oh, no. Nope. It's already done. The Gnomish over. churros or whatever else you need to get here. Grab your t-shirts from the gift shop that says, I visited Redacted and all I got was this <laughs> lousy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in gnome sizes yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have one just you know just in it's case just a, it's a collector's <laughs> item right <laughs> <laughs> um get your tiny um ornithopter in a bottle kit <laughs> and uh yeah then the tree ship makes a cool rumbling sound as the fusion reactor turns on and the uh, engines whir up and suck in some seagulls. And we're off. <laughs> Alright. We don't suck in seagulls. There aren't any seagulls Wouldn't even here. be seagulls here. <laughs> they just, wait, would they be void gulls? No, they're like... The I didn't want to bring this up because I thought it would bring down Team Spirit, but Teliferous has an infestation of seagulls that we need to deal with. Oh no! <laughs> They're in constant war with the ants. <laughs> They're in constant war with the ants, and I have and a our, sneaking our suspicion. security system. I have a sneaking suspicion the issue is improper disposal of pancake remains. <laughs> Because now, every every afternoon, I just go out and dump. I made too many pancakes, and that's on me for not understanding that everybody else here doesn't stick around for breakfast. But I just throw all the pancakes onto the top of the composter, and <laughs> it turns out that seagulls and ants alike have a powerful craving for syrup-soaked deliciousness. And it's becoming a problem. <laughs> so uh, uh, we got a new lid for the composter. Everybody, uh, please don't leave food lying around. <laughs> Throw your food directly into the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> or the void. Yeah, it's almost like you're surrounded by the perfect garbage. Then we'll get void yeah. seagulls, and those are even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so the course I'm going to set for us with uh, the approval of Captain Brineswell is... Rather than setting straight for the point of Jux, I'm going to angle us a little more towards the middle of the continent. Still on the northern side, but closer towards Aldrax so, rather than... Yeah, you'd be coming in uh, kind of like in the general Close. vicinity of Agaton. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Rock. And away you go. Whoosh! Uh, yeah, lock in the course. Um, it's been a while since I've updated my vlog, so I'm going to hooty hooty get booty and give uh, all my listeners a quick update um, about everything that we just did in Mops Yeah, and you can find the secret city of the gnomes here. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy. Um, just wanted to get back to you with an amazing new pancake recipe that I have discovered. <laughs> Uh, the current wind heading for today is uh, three knots, light precipitation. It's going to be a beautiful one. Stay gorgeous out there, everyone. Mwah. Okay. So, um, you are on course. You are 
flying out over the void, passing the occasional islands, the occasional, um, mm -hmm. like, asteroid belts, almost. And I've got our um, cloud cover spooled up, so okay, we are a, a mere fluffy voyager rather than a super conspicuous tree. After a couple of days, you come across uh, an island that's not quite directly in front of you, but close enough that you can get a good look at the surface, and you can see that there is what looks like a perfectly intact building uh, on it. Captain, oh. contact dead ahead. <laughs> Bearing 16. All right. Let's, uh, let's go and in. And I... I scramble over to the communications console and I go, ground team, prepare for contact. And then you run over to the ground team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And everyone's on the bridge with you. Yeah. De I, I imagine Desmond's probably like dead asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, what, what, yeah. what does this building look like? Like, what is it made of? Uh, it looks like it's made of metal. Huh. Like, God. It looks like it's made of a, a faintly greenish silver metal. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Money. Meteor no. metal. Yeah, adamantine. <gasps> oh, we, we could make, make a lot of, of money. We could Hang become meteor men. Should we get Basil to do a quick uh, a grind, like a quick check? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Is this an opportunity? <laughs> I rush Four. over to the comms and I go, sensors, I need a full suite, stat. Which means right. that one of you has to go down minutes to Basil later, Nagy's house. Right. Nothing happens. So. Yeah, Falrock goes downstairs. <laughs> he just slides down the firewall and, and goes to knock on Basil and Ivy's door. And he's like, hi, uh, can we get a scan, please? Of <laughs> but the I, area. I'm imagining Falrock going down the fire pole as exasperatedly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like well, squeaking the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. He's like slow falling. not enjoy going down the fire pole. I mean, you don't even need the fire pole anymore, do you? No, I really don't. It's, it's mostly just so I could squeak all the way down. <laughs> uh, Basil goes up with you to the, to the scrying pool room, and he does his divination-y thing. Uh, and he does not get any readings at all anywhere near you. Hmm. Well, that's almost to be expected, honestly. It's and there's no other structures visible on this island. It's just this mysterious... So, when you say a building, are we talking like a cube, or does it have like a steepled roof? It's... It has a flat roof, but it's built... It almost looks like a no. That's not a good analogy. It's it's a got a flat roof, but it's it's almost Greek looking. So like a Denny's. No, it looks no. nothing like a Denny's. <laughs> like columns and what? Like it has kind of like metal what? columns. It kind of, but they're like half set into the walls. Oh okay. Yeah, so it's just for it's just decor. It doesn't actually yeah. hold anything up. Yeah. Does it have like a super obvious front door, yes. or is it just like columns? Okay. No, there's a super obvious front door. All right. So it's like the Supreme Court building if it was made out of green metal, and the columns were recessed. But it has a flat roof, not a steeple. Oh it yeah, it was yeah. smaller um, it, and it, didn't have a staircase looks, in the front so, of it. So it does not look. Like the Supreme it Court looks a lot like something oh. you would find in Washington D.C. Yes. Okay. 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 All right, everybody, gear up. Um, yep. Going in. Okay. Put Rock on. Now rubbing a lucky rock in between his hands. And he put on your running pocket. shoes. Put on your. Uh, I don't know what other people got in our most recent outing. So put it on. <laughs> I got a rock. Smoke <laughs> if you got him. Okay. I bring. Yeah. I bring my new. So, uh, Blaming arrow or exploding arrows to the to the party. So, excellent. Right. Question: Do we want to land Tilifers here or deploy from on high? I feel like landing is going to give us the easiest out. 
Yeah. All right. Leyla and I want you on guns. He can't come with you if he's on guns. Well, I want him on guns for the landing portion, and then once we don't get swarmed by cannibals, he can come out of the guns. Okay. <laughs> and I <laughs> land the ship. How are Pomp. cannibals sustaining themselves? Uh, never mind. Just Cannibalism! Uh -huh. Anyways, we they land. run out. All right. So you land on this island. It's fairly, it's fairly sizable. Um, but the only, like, it's got a few trees scattered here and there, but the primary object of interest is the structure ahead of you. Mm -hmm. uh, so you land in safely. Um, Teleferous kind of melds with the outer edge of the island, so the, the base is on a level with the structure ahead. Right. Uh, and you are not swarmed by cannibals or anything, oh, good. really. I'd like to get, like, 100 yards in or so and do a survival check. For How big is this island? Tracks or anything else. It's about twice the size of Teliferous's like, ground circle. Oh, so it's small. Yeah. All right. Everybody, uh, be on guard. This could get weird. Uh, Desmond, can you hop in this wheelbarrow and give us a uh, detect magic? And go ahead and roll your survival check, Lylan. That was 15. I cast detect magic. You with... don't detect any magic. There's no magic. I, I, I my wheel mouth, him but, in a circle you know... around it. Nope. It's adamantine. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That doesn't mean anything to me, Falrock. Hey, okay. When we ran into uh, Einar Silverforge with the adamantine body, he sure. resisted magic. It's anti-magic. Oh. I was asleep for some of that fight, so I don't really... <laughs> could that... That's could true. That, Most of it, actually. Could that also mean that there is magic inside that is being concealed? Yes. Okay. Potentially. All the more reason this... to go steal it. I mean, investigate it. Okay. This could be a, a vault that should not be opened, but we need all the help we can get, so we should open it. What if it's the vault of the gods? I highly doubt like, it would be um, that easy to get here. What if it's no, but... the rich gnome's vacation house? Well, then they should really put up some signage. <laughs> yeah. Leyland... Well, they don't really want to direct people to this place. Leyland, your survival check does not reveal... Well, I guess it does reveal something unusual in that you don't... There doesn't appear to be any kind of wildlife on this island either. It's very Interesting. quiet. Hmm. Well, that's not a healthy ecosystem. There's not any trees or anything at all, There's aside trees. from Teliferous. There's a few Is trees. There? Okay. Huh. Is this building, um, like, cloistered up? Does it have windows, or...? No, the only opening that you see is the doorway, which doesn't appear to actually okay. have a door in it. It's just oh. open. Um, does light pass into the interior? What do we see inside? It's pitch black. What does uh, my what does my dark vision see? It's black. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Maybe we could light a torch and throw it in there. There is also, um, as you get closer, you see above the doorway, is a, a symbol inscribed, and it is a hexagon enclosing a circle. Uh, oh. Hey. This is a holy place. Hey. But wait, no, 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 wait. Isn't that the true church? No. Mm. True church worships the five, not the six. Yeah. I thought the true church was a wait was a broken. The there isn't one that we know about. Hold up. I'm almost certain we've seen this symbol before. Yeah. I, I think it's. He said. Did he say hexagon or pentagon? Hexagon. Hexagon. Oh, okay. I swear we've seen a circumscribed hexagon before. Yeah, that might be the true church. I, like, because we've seen altar, we've seen an altar that has this. Yeah. And I do want to say it was in Arclay, but I could not tell you for sure. So for I'm trying. Hang on. If I look at that coin that I got that was tossed to me, it has the symbol on it. Yes, and the 
the symbol on the coin is a pentagon enclosing a circle. Oh, okay. Okay. And Desmond and Falrock, you would know that the standard symbol for the the five as used by churches around the world is a pentagon enclosing a broken circle. Right. And that and the true church one is a pentagon with a with a whole circle then. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. The so truer it's another church. Cult. I was about to say it's, a, it's another <laughs> The cult. truest church. Or maybe it's a it's a church that dates like pre-hatching pre-hatching yeah like maybe there were six before the hatching or these guys worship the hatchling mm, that that's the true church isn't it yeah that would be problematic if it was an older cult <laughs> but i mean they've been out here all alone for who knows how long and it's never cults all the way down all right well um who wants to go first? Let's light some torches. Um, I'm thinking like three torches. Yep. And I toss one over the threshold. It bounces off. <laughs> oh, okay. What? What? It bounces off the thin air in in the threshold? Correct. Oh. Hmm. I pick it back up and I try to like move my hand through. You holding the torch. Okay, you hold your hand out and you feel it encounter something solid where the line of darkness begins. And then okay. there's a, uh, a pale blue flash around your fist, like as you're like pressing it to the threshold and then your fist goes through. Yeah, and I yank it back. Okay. Is my hand made of beetles now? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that might have been, mm, that might have been in part an alarm spell probably uh shit no. all right maybe don't we don't set it off again i'm gonna attempt to cast dispel magic on the door okay um or at least this border you'll Is need there... to make a check for that a spell casting check yeah you can do it i believe in you also everybody has uh, i think 14 temporary hit points from breakfast this morning <laughs> What? What? Yeah. yeah, that's how that works. Remember, yeah. Waffle is, or sorry, Terrajex is an inspirational speaker now. He literally yeah. inspires you to have more hit points. Every oh. time you're about to take damage, um, you you have a flashback to this morning, and I go, and remember, everybody, dying is for losers. <laughs> <laughs> I am also going to cast Pass Without Trace on the party. Okay. So... Everyone gets right. a plus 10 bonus to stealth index. Um, I got a 19 on my dispel. Uh, you do not have any appreciable effect on the threshold. Okay. Ooh. So that's a, that's a stupid high level spell. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So well. we have two options here. I could try to bypass the doorway using my, immense control of planar energies or we could just walk through all right walks through <laughs> oh, that, i was gonna say let's go might have made you just walk yeah so terajex is orchestrating his grand control of planar energies and the rest of the party just walks past him yep um, sometimes it's easier just to, to like yeah <laughs> and you encounter the same phenomenon where you initially come up against uh, a solid wall, and then there's a flash of blue light around whichever portion of your body happens to be touching it, and then you can continue unimpeded. Ooh. Maybe it's scanning us for hatchling blood. Maybe. What do we see when we go through? Is it still pitch black? or? On the other side, uh, you find yourself in a room that roughly matches the dimensions of the exterior. It's a little smaller. Um in the center of which is a uh, podium that has several what look like buttons inscribed on, well, sticking out of it, and a series of runes that are inscribed upon them. Ooh. And I point at it and I go, Desmond, what does it mean? I don't know. What do you think it means? All right, fine. I'll do an arcana check. Okay. And I go up to it, and I just 
think real hard in its direction because I'm not trained in Arcana. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh my god. 17. Jesus. Uh, so, when you get closer, there are 12 buttons. Okay? Ooh. There are three buttons on the left-hand side and nine buttons on the right-hand side. Or, I'm sorry, 13 buttons, three and ten. Um, the left-hand okay. side buttons, um, they are arranged vertically. There is, at the top, uh, a triangle pointing up, a square okay. in the center, and at the bottom, a triangle pointing down. Got it. The right-hand side has uh, ten buttons arranged in roughly a square shape, and they each have a different rune inscribed on them. Hmm. So, uh, you, when you say ten oh, buttons arranged no. in a square... Like um, an elevator. Yeah, yeah, no, the elevator stuff is definitely on the left, but how how are ten buttons arranged in a square? Wouldn't it have to be nine? Or three by three? Yeah, so there's nine, and then there's one big one on the bottom. Oh, okay. Uh, I am going to try the square button on the left. Actually, a square would be eight perfectly, but... Well, it would be nine. It'd be three by three. Oh, no. I, I, assuming the square is filled. Yeah. Oh, okay. In like okay. A, a grid rather than a yeah, square. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you push the big square button in the middle and nothing happens. Okay. I press the arrow up. Or the triangle. There is a brief flicker of red light from all around you and nothing happens. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> I will press the triangle. Stop, stop, hang on. Stop, hang on. <laughs> hang on. I think this is a elevator. Because <laughs> um, there are canonically nine hells. <laughs> oh, you think this goes to each of the hells? I am terrified <laughs> that's what's happening. Dude, let's like, go visit the nine hells. Like Dante's Inferno stuff? Yeah. Like... It's, it's even in fantasy, in like... Classical, yeah. not classical, but last 20, 30 years of fantasy, Nine Hells. Well, because Dante's fan fiction set the Christian <laughs> yes, canon, yes, the and then fantasy ripped off the Christian canon because it's cool. Well, anyways, we could we could talk about Dante's Inferno for a while. Yes, but... Dr. Berg, oh, if you're yes, listening. we could. Good old Dr. Berg. God, I missed that class. Uh, anyway. All right. I am going to we move check. over to the right side of the panel. No, stop. Let let me check outside really quick. <laughs> um, I walk out through the door we came in. You are seared. <laughs> Probably, but I'm the one who can take it. No, you're still out on the, the same aisle. You, you can see Teliferous in the distance. There it is. Basil is quick, out. Quick, while has gone, let's go visit hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, I go I back in. I to get back. And then <laughs> I reach over to the right-hand panel, and I go... Wait, hang on. Can I try and read these runes? These aren't dwarven runes. I was going to say, let's, let's not just press the runes. <laughs> Are they primordial by any chance? The runes do not resemble any language system that you are familiar with. They're infernal, I bet. Or indeed any language <laughs> system that you're not familiar with. How would you Anybody know? have like comprehend languages? Probably not. It's a dumb spell. I think I do. Do you really? Maybe. Let me see. That sounds like something stupid I would take. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it. Damn. Uh, Desmond, I should also note that upon entering here, you got that same ear popping effect that you are. Oh, that that's you a good sign. Come to associate with being either extra planar or. Uh, somehow dissociated with your normal connection to Aquila. Dimensionally compressed. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's that weird tingly feeling. Yeah. So this room could probably survive like a nuclear blast. Or awesome. a hatching. Oh. I would like to press the rune 
in the top left corner of the keypad. Okay. A, Does it... a glyph matching that rune appears hovering in front of the panel. And then hmm. I press the big button underneath the keypad. Uh, the glyph on that rune appears next to the one uh, hovering above. Oh, oh, so it's a separate... It's a sequence? The tenth hell. <laughs> Uh, giga hell <laughs> ultra hell puzzle super it's, hell so what it is is you go through the nine hells and then the tenth hell is a boss rush of all the previous nine hells <laughs> it loops back to the first one but harder yeah yeah new hell plus we <laughs> do it um okay so now we have two glyphs on this elevator what happens if I press one of the like what what if I press the one in the top left again? That glyph appears to the right of the second. Just glyph. a third one. Yeah. Typing it. Yeah, you're like you're, you're creating some it. kind of sequence here. You're like typing coordinates and uh huh. We didn't press the down button, did we? No, no we have not pressed down yet. Let's let's go press the square on the other side. Up, and see up, that I, I was just gonna do that. Yeah, like square these are... button on the left. These are like numbers that you're hitting, I think. I don't know. Okay. Square button on is the left. There, uh, is there a button to hit for like the fire department to come? Like an emergency <laughs> stop? You don't see one, but you also don't know what any of these symbols mean. So. And we also don't see the inspection certificate. So no. this could be a wildly unsafe death trap. I pull out the telephone and demand a manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you really don't want to do that. so you push the large square button on the left and you have the feeling of being compressed and then expanded and then returned to your normal state of being and Um, uh hmm. yeah it's it's an odd sensation and when it finishes the wall ahead of you so the back of the the building uh, drops away, and you can see that there is uh, like a a room on the other side. What's in that room? <laughs> I should probably be recording these sequences, actually. Um, so that was that was I, I guess one ten one. Oh, I was gonna Not call left. it seven ten seven. Just going off like a keypad, but you said top. You said top left button in the square so that would be one on a numpad depending on the orientation oh if it's a key if it's a keyboard pad yeah, yeah, it's a yeah that's what if I mean. it's a typical phone Same. then it's yeah. well so... i'm in front of a keyboard right now so okay I'm <laughs> yeah all right so 7107 leads to a room uh what's in this room so you go up to the to the where the wall was previously and you see that it actually looks like it's um like an observation screen like it's a glass oh. wall looking oh out God. on an incomprehensibly vast space hmm. drifting in the center of that space is a an impossibly large uh humanoid figure and when i say impossibly large i mean like you can see you can't see the other end of the person you can see a head and it's larger than the city of hopstonopolis okay um it appears to be asleep or dead or in repose of some description and there are large tubes connecting to various parts on the head and the bare distant chest you can see like fading into past your render distance um that are what leading off into the walls what is happening it's a hatchling matrix uh... <sighs> where, where are the pills questions questions about natural man. answers um skin color uh sort of burnt brown Okay. Um, so a burn victim? No. Human features like um, elf ears, horns, chiseled fangs. nose, a beard that looks like it's made of ash, 
um, oh, hair of a, a similar we're description. We're in the devil's TARDIS. God. What a sexy devil. <laughs> we are in the devil's TARDIS. Chiseled nose. <laughs> um, the, the, more, the closer you look though. at it, the more the skin looks less like skin and more like it might be earth. Ooh. Um, um is yeah. there we'll is there a god of earth? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't I look. I don't know your your five, okay? I don't follow that stuff. You so. people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't do that. I don't like getting pamphlets. I don't like having my door knocked on. They they show up and they're like, "Hey, would you like to be saved?" And I'm like, mm, "I was given irresponsible superpowers by the storm. I'll pass." There is a god of Earth. His name is okay. Terran. He's responsible for keeping the continents from shaking themselves apart when they collide. And he doesn't look like this, I assume. Uh, no, not according right. to classical depictions. He's not depicted as a total beefcake. He's not depicted as dead or asleep. Well. Yeah. I mean, neither am I most of the time, but I spend eight hours each day. Uh, is he wearing, like, a shirt? Or, I mean, obviously we can't see all of it, but, like, we can see his neck. Yeah. And he, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like he's wearing any shirt, no. And okay. this doesn't look like any of the depictions of any of the gods, right? Correct. Okay. Tubes, are they transparent? Are there any depictions we've ever seen of the hatchling? No, uh, I keep picturing it like a giant green space lobster, but that's probably incorrect. There aren't any depictions of the hatchling. Tubes, uh, are they translucent? No, actually, okay. no, but uh, Desmond, you can see uh, to, to the party at large, they appear to be just like solid gray metal. Desmond, you can see that they are actually uh, sort of a shimmery pearlescent, kind of like uh, oil oil on water puddles in a parking lot. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and it seems to be transporting or flowing uh, away from the, the figure that they are attached to into the walls. Uh, the movement of the liquid in the tubes is away from this thing. It's being um, siphoned, siphoned off. Hmm. Yeah, just terrifying. Okay, uh, I'm gonna hooty hooty booty get this really quick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just face. just a quick like panning shot. Floor. I, I start with the floor. I go to the party. <laughs> And then I like I hold it for a suitably long amount of time, so when I pan to reveal the giant head, it's dramatic. Of course. And uh, then I I stop the recording with no further context. Yeah, it's, like, it's great, gonna like go any great good on found your footage file. Yeah, that YouTube like channel. I want it so that when somebody is rifling through my corpse later, and I'm I've been like incinerated from head to toe and they find like a, a vcr recorder they can be like what happened here and it'll just be all these weird clips of places we've been <laughs> and your vlog a lot yeah, of and pancake my, and my recipes <laughs> and then yeah it just intermingled into those is just eldritch horror anyways on today's pancakes okay <laughs> well that's terrifying um, yeah let's go sure we return to the elevator room mm -hmm. which you technically going, never left which we technically never left correct i'm gonna press the up triangle again okay you press the up triangle and the uh the final glyph hovering above you or hovering above the podium changes Okay. Does it and does it now match one of the other glyphs? It does now match one of the other glyphs. It matches the one um hang on, to the right? Yeah, to the right of the of the original. So the so the 7 becomes an 8. Yeah. I'm going to try the down arrow. It returns to the the same number that got you to where you are currently standing. Press the down arrow again. It changes to the middle Ten. right 
cliff. Oh. What? Uh, okay. Seven to six. Yeah. So that that's the orientation rather than one, two, three being at the top? Or else it would have changed to the glyph at the very bottom. Right. That's what I'm... Yeah. So it is keyboard okay. orientation. Okay. Weird. All right. Um... Oh, okay. I, I got you. All right. So seven, eight. Okay. So change, change it. Change it by one digit and hit the button. Yep. We See just if we did. just like move within this. Well, he didn't hit the square button. Oh, we didn't yeah. actually put in those coordinates. All right. So instead of seven ten seven, I'm gonna set us to seven ten six, and hit the square. Okay. You hit the square button. There's that. Uh, the far wall returns to its previous adamantine state. Yep. You have that same sensation of being compressed and then expanded, and the wall drops away again. I go peek into the... I assume this is like a is, is window again? Win yeah. yeah, so it's it's another window, and on the other side, this time, you can see uh, what looks like a, a whale that's, again, like the size of a small continent. Ah, oh, a friend. Majestic. It again appears to be either dead or asleep, and there are tubes running from the portions of it you can see into Less the walls. Majestic. How dare these are, they? These are all beings born from worlds that are somehow and for some reason being harvested being sucked yeah like th this must have happened to our planets being at the center all right uh just to establish a pattern i'm gonna go from seven ten five through seven ten one and just visit the rooms in sequence okay um you, you record do... this this one as well oh yeah it, i just leave the recording bottle like set up in the corner on constant recording does the whale seem like a regular whale, or does it seem it's made of something else, like the humanoid was? Um, it looks like you would expect a whale to. Well, I guess what you, Daniel, would expect a whale to. I don't know that Chad knows what a whale is. Um, <laughs> probably not. But it I've does, probably described what sky whales are like. A leviathan. It has it has like patterns, almost kind of. They look like tattoos. Um, running down the side of its head, like flowing wave patterns. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. But beyond that, it does look like a whale. Uh, humpback whale, specifically. Alright. Uh, 7105. Uh, the next floor, quote-unquote, down, um, contains a half-man, half-scorpion, who's not as big as the other... Uh, the other two that you've seen so far. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, <laughs> it's still pretty massive. It's it's like a building-sized Scorpio tar. I don't like. I don't know what no, the that works yeah. for that. Yeah, that works. Um, but it again, dead or asleep. Again, tubes into the walls. Okay. I just want to do like seven ten four, seven ten three, seven ten two, seven ten one. Okay, uh, you go through each of these, and each time the wall drops away to reveal another chamber containing uh, some vast, incomprehensible being that appears to be dead or asleep, if such a thing is even possible for some of them. Um, all of them have these self-same tubes. They get sucked. Leading right. to the walls. Okay. So let's try... So user zero. now that I'm on one... Um, when I hit down again, what happens? Uh, it the symbol changes, so that now it's the the seven symbol, and then the two, uh, the middle symbol is identical to the one on the right. Yep. Okay. okay. Let's try typing in another digit. I will add the rune at the middle of the keypad. Okay. Uh, you hit the, the score button. Uh, you have mm -hmm. the same sensation, the wall drops away, and on the other side you can see um, sort of an accumulated mass of glowing clouds that have tubes running out of them. 
into the walls. Whoa. Hmm, don't like that. Can these be not elementals, I guess. Well, hang on. The the pedestal just has the buttons on the side and the glyphs glowing above it. Yep. Is there a way to clear those glyphs away? Is there some sort of... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Uh, so if you leave it sit for a few seconds, they'll eventually blink out. Oh, okay. Okay. Then let's try uh, zero, zero, zero. Yep. Actually, let's just try zero. Okay. All right. So yeah, just zero. You press zero, you get the same uh, compression expansion feeling. Uh, this time, when the wall drops away, there is not a, a sort of glass wall on the other side. Instead, you can see a, a human-sized figure sitting inside a cell, chained uh, to the walls, uh, to the back wall, um, bars in front made of adamantine. He has. Um, his left hand is also encased in a block of adamantine that is also chained to the wall. Okay. He has deep red skin, um, burning eyes, literally burning eyes, uh, hair that appears to be a smoldering flame. And when you arrive, he blinks and he says, visitors to the vaults of the gods. Hey, I was right. That's I where was fucking we'll right. In a quite Whoa. literal sense, huh? Oh, 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 that's clever. Ah, uh, that's clever. This has been that's... another exciting episode of The Alchemist Club. I've... Shit! <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for this thrilling adventure. Uh, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. We are found on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Give us a listen, download, leave a nice review, five stars, tell your friends, etc. Spread the word. We love for more people to listen to our podcast, probably. Um, and our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club. And joining me today, we had... Daniel playing Chetfleet. Kayhall playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjax. Thanks for joining us. Burp, 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 burp.